0: What is up my friends and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren and I am your host of this daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. For any new listeners out there, I am a former contributor to uh, the Hockey Writers, SB Nation, Daily Hive. I worked for five years at The Score as a hockey news editor, and I have been hosting this podcast now for several months. I believe this is episode 191. To keep up with the podcast, you can subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, And enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at LO underscore Boston Bruins, and you can also find me at Ian C. McLaren. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a look at how the Bruins are shaping up prior to tonight's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's the second round robin game for the Bruins, and they're looking to rebound from a disappointing uh, opener against the Philadelphia Flyers the other night and we will also uh, take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL as per usual. The way the Bruins and the Lightning were playing late in the season it certainly looked like it could set up quite a wild playoff series and while that still might happen uh, tonight we'll just get the one game here uh, as we all remember the Bruins lost to the Lightning on March 7th, 5-3, and it was quite a spirited, fight-filled contest where the two teams combined for 94 penalty minutes. I'm not sure what we'll see tonight in the way of extracurriculars, but both teams will be looking to uh, certainly make a mark and prove that they are a team to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference. On Tuesday, head coach Bruce Cassidy said he hopes this game can get his group moving in the right direction after a tough opening week in the bubble. Losses to the Blue Jackets in exhibition play and then that loss to the Flyers in the first round robin. He said, I hope it does. He saw the Tampa game on Monday and it was very physical, very spirited. They are developing a rivalry and with the Bruins and the Lightning... He expects more of the same physical, competitive. The Bruins are trying to build their game and get better every time out. And they're going to need to be better on Wednesday. And the Bruins will certainly need to put a better effort forward than they did against the Flyers if they want to come out with this win. Now Tuka Rask will be back in net uh, after getting a couple good practice days in. He, of course, was forced to miss Sunday's game against the Flyers after reporting a cough on the NHL's COVID-19 tracking app, and that forced him to quarantine for a couple of days. Um But, yeah, the plan is that he will play tonight, or this afternoon, rather, as the game is set to begin at 4 p.m. Eastern. Whether or not he plays Today and Sunday against the Capitals remains to be seen. The plan was for him to play two round-robin games. Uh, Cassidy said, let's get him through tomorrow, or today's game, and then we'll have a conversation of what he needs. A lot of time between the games. I don't know when they're going to start the first round, so that might have something to do with it too. If they start him Sunday night and then they have to turn around and play Tuesday, you know that might push them to give Halak another start to give Rask a bit extra rest before the games really matter most. Some of these things, Cassidy said, will be determined by the schedule and how Rask feels. Again, it was their intention to play him two out of the three, and if they're going to stick to that, then he will, of course, play on Sunday, but it all depends on kind of the scheduling and... um how quickly they'll be back in action following Sunday's game against the Capitals. Nick Ritchie will also see his first round Robin action. He's missed um, a large chunk of training camp and he missed Sunday's opener for an undisclosed reason. If the practice lines from Tuesday hold for Wednesday's game, then he will be playing on the left side of the second line with David Krejci and Carson Kuhlman, at least to start. Richie said, I'm excited to join the guys and get to work. Hopefully, I can compliment Krejci by playing the style I play and let his creativity combined with me driving straight lines and driving the net, winning puck battles. Hopefully, that works out for us in the game against the Lightning. Andre Kasha skated with the full group again on Tuesday, but will not play against the Lightning. Uh, they're targeting a Sunday return for him, seeing as he you know, had basically no time with the Bruins prior to joining them late in the bubble. Cassidy expects Kasha to be placed on the second line alongside Richie and Krejci uh, for Sunday's game against the Capitals. He said the trade was made for that purpose to see how well he fit with Krejci. It would be nice if Krejci and Kasha got some chemistry going and, um, you know, a guy that likes to make plays alongside a guy that likes to shoot. That was the decision originally. It hasn't worked out that way yet because of the pause and Kasha's setback, but that's what we want it to look like. So what that also means is that there's a bit of a trickle effect or domino effect down the lineup, and the result is that Jake DeBrusque has been bumped down to the third line to play on the right side, with Charlie Coyle in the middle and Anders Bjork on the left. It was a spot that he found some success in before the pause. Uh, Cassidy says he feels comfortable putting him there. Coyle's a great centerman. He plays a little bit of a different style, a little bit more of a straight-line player in a sense. Coyle and Bjork have been playing extremely well lately, and DeBrusque is excited to join that. Just a matter of trying to find some chemistry any way possible, playing the right side, wherever I can help, he said, is where I'll go. Krejci and DeBrusque just haven't found that groove that they had in the past, and they're not really getting the results, and that's something they need if they're going to stay together. If not, Coyle will play with Jake, head coach Bruce Cassidy said, and someone else moves up. And in this case, it's Richie for the time being, but it could be Bjork down the road if we think he'll be a better fit with Krejci. Um And that's just kind of what they're trying to work out here in the short term prior to, uh, you know, the games really mattering. DeBrusque said he thinks he still does have some chemistry with Krejci, but it's a matter of trying to find the other piece on the line, And also trying to find our games individually. Krejci, you know, is fairly used to having guys rotating in and out of his line. Maybe for DeBrusque, it's a bit more of a transition, and therefore he needs that stability. And um, yeah, we'll see if he's able to succeed on the right side. We all know he scored some big goals flying down that right side, and I, I think he'll be okay there for the time being. Um. The odd man out, therefore, is Jack Stanica, who made his playoff debut on Sunday against the Flyers. He recorded three shots on just about 11 and a half minutes of ice time. For now, the 21-year-old will be out of the lineup, and he's practicing with the second group. Uh, Cassidy said he's healthy. We've been trying to get our group to a smaller group the day before a game. Uh, We've used a bigger group in some of the other days when we have a little more time because we've done a little bit of scrimmaging, but on Tuesday, they just wanted to cut it down to guys who are going to be in the lineup. So Stadnica skated with guys like uh, Zach Sinishin and Trent Frederick, and despite the fact that Stadnica has looked pretty good for the Bruins so far, it looks like they're going for experience over youthful exuberance and Stanika will be the odd man out for the time being. If the Bruins are going to go far in these playoffs, the chances of them doing so without being hit by the injury bug are very low, meaning we'll probably see Stanika at some point. But, um, yeah, right now the rookie takes a seat as some of these veteran pieces and guys that they acquired for the playoff run uh, get priority Um to see how they perform and to see how they fit in the lineup as they were expected to upon arrival from Anaheim. Now the lightning, uh, they won their round Robin match on Monday, a three, two shootout win over the Capitals. Nikita Kucherov had a goal in regulation and the shootout winner. Steven Stamkos is not expected to suit up against the Bruins due to a, a lower body injury, but I believe, and the, The Lightning held a 2-1-1 record against the Bruins during the regular season, outscoring Boston 13-10. I'm expecting a very uh, close and spirited affair tonight, or this afternoon, I should say, and uh, I'm very excited to see how it all shakes down. The Bruins do need a couple points here if they want to try and reclaim that uh, top seed that they earned through the majority of the regular season. So yesterday on the podcast, I took a look at some very early Eastern Conference power rankings, and today I thought, similar to what I did back in the regular season, uh, I would take a look at the NHL's top five, or the top five teams that, at the time, it was called All the President's Men, and it was the top five teams in line for the President's Trophy. Of course, our Boston Bruins won that. Uh, Now, for the playoffs... I'm going to take a look at the top five teams in line to challenge for the Stanley Cup based on play so far. So for the top four, I think it's pretty easy to judge. I'm going to put the top or the four teams from the top eight in the round robins who have won so far. Uh, The Philadelphia Flyers certainly impressed with their 4-1 win over the Boston Bruins, although I think we can all agree the Bruins didn't bring their best effort in that one. And we're hopeful that this is going to change prior to today's game against the Lightning, that we'll see some more encouraging signs and see more of who we know these Bruins can be today. But for the time being, the Bruins are not in the top five based on bubble play at the very least. So I'm going to put the Flyers in there. I'll also put the Lightning in there as a result of their shootout win over the Washington Capitals. Uh, Nikita Kucherov certainly looked like a force. Uh, His MVP skills and game fully on display. And, you know, the Bruins will, like I said earlier, be playing a team without Steven Stamkos, but they're certainly still very talented and very deep with the likes of Braden Point, Anthony Cirelli, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, Andrey Vasilevsky. Um, so, Lightning still very much the powerhouse that they have become over the last few years, playoff performance notwithstanding. Out West, I don't know how closely you guys have been watching those games, but... Um, the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights have both won their first game. So I'm going to put them in the top five as well. Um, I honestly think the Golden Knights are a team that could come out of the Western Conference. They have Robin Leonard as well as Marc-Andre Fleury and which is maybe as good of a tandem as you can get right now, uh, minus Tuka and Yaroslav Halak, of course. Um, They have, you know, Mark Stone is arguably one of the best two-way forwards in the NHL. Uh, They're still without Max Pacioretty, who when he comes back will boost the offense. And uh, their defense is very mobile and capable of of putting up some points as well. Um, So they're a very dangerous team. The Avalanche have been amazing all year long. They continue to impress uh, despite having battled a plethora of injuries throughout the regular season. They have an MVP candidate in Nathan McKinnon, a Calder trophy candidate in Kale McCarr, And that's really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to talent on that team. Um, their goaltenders maybe aren't as heralded as other teams, but Philip Grubauer and Pavel Francouche are certainly uh, very capable of carrying a team to victory. So those are the top four teams. Um, The number five team I'm going to give to the only qualifying team to have secured a playoff berth so far, and that's the Carolina Hurricanes, who took care of the New York Rangers in very quick fashion, sweeping a team that I and others thought had a chance to surprise in these playoffs. Um, The Rangers' defensive deficiencies were fully on display against the Hurricanes and their top-level talent certainly came to play. Uh, Sebastian Aho leads all playoff scorers with eight points through three games. Andrei Svechnikov also recorded five points for the Hurricanes. And that duo, uh, yeah, just really stole a show against the, uh, against the Rangers team that just uh, could not get going against against the Hurricanes. Now, another thing to keep in mind is that the Hurricanes were without Dougie Hamilton for this series. Pierre LeBrun reporting here on Wednesday morning that barring a setback, he should be good to go for Game 1, as early as Game 1 anyways, and that would certainly be a huge boost to the Hurricanes' chances. The Hurricanes were swept by the Bruins last year in the Easter Conference Finals, but, you know... They're a team that advanced to the Eastern Conference Final last year. And uh, they're another year older, another year wiser, another year better. And um, very deep and talented team that, uh, you know, I don't think I would want the Bruins to be matched up with in the first round. That is for sure. Now, speaking of potential matchups, the Penguins and Canadians all tied up at one game apiece. Whoever that series goes will be a huge determining factor because that's a major swing between the 5th seed and the 12th seed. Um, The Panthers and Islanders um, go here at noon today, and the Islanders have a chance to sweep. So they are uh, the 7th seed and uh, would therefore be, you know, lined up to play uh, the team that would be in second. That's a matchup I would love for the Bruins, to be quite honest. Um, I don't know if I'd want to play the Blue Jackets or the Maple Leafs. Certainly wouldn't want to play the um, the Hurricanes. The Penguins do look beatable, considering they have been held in check by the Canadians. And, um, you know, if you can get good goaltending uh, from Rask then their goaltending is certainly, uh, you know, exposable with Matt Murray not quite on top of his game. Anyways, the top five teams at the moment then I would say would be uh, the Flyers, Lightning, Golden Knights, Avalanche, and the Hurricanes. And uh, I'm not really ready to put them in any particular order, perhaps as early as next week we can do that. But those are my top five teams at the moment for sure. Now, before we move on, let's talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business. They've been running an auto parts website for 20 years, and you can go there to find a unique catalog that's remarkably easy to navigate to see all their parts available for your vehicle Choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as well as do it yourselfers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpeting. If you go to rockauto.com right now, you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. If you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, they will know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. And one of the big stories on Wednesday was an injury suffered by Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Jake Muzzin late in Toronto's win over the Columbus Blue Jackets to tie their qualifying round series at one. Uh, Muzzin was stretchered off the ice with a suspected head or neck injury after it. he was cross-checked by Pierre-Luc Dubois and he then collided with Oliver Bjorkstrand, kind of a head-to-knee situation. He was taken to a local hospital, was reportedly able to move his limbs. Uh, one of the big questions now is, since he went to hospital, how long will he have to stay outside the bubble or when he re enters the bubble, how long will he need to quarantine? Um, and it's possible that he might miss game three and or four against the Blue Jackets, which would certainly be a big uh, blow to Toronto's already pretty thin defensive core. Uh, the main thing obviously is that he's, uh, well and recovers from this injury. Um, and, yeah, we'll see how it plays out in terms of, uh, you know, the the Leafs have struggled to score against the Blue Jackets. Yunus Corpusalo has been amazing. But the Blue Jackets haven't really broken out <laughs> either. And uh, Toronto has really held them in check as well. So uh, losing uh, Muzzin would certainly take a toll on Toronto's defense. Some were calling for Dubois to be suspended. But uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet reports he won't face any supplementary discipline for the cross-check on Jake Muzzin. Uh, It was viewed as a freak play that had a terrible outcome. And like I said, the cross-check didn't result directly in the injury. He was cross-checked, went awkwardly into the boards, bounced back out, and that's when he came into contact with Bjorkstrand. Um, So very unfortunate. Uh, Although that cross-check was certainly... Unnecessary, to to be sure. In Bruins Beat News, it was announced yesterday that Joe Haggerty will be parting ways with NBC Boston in October. He said he'll be a content-generating machine for all things Bruins in the meantime. After that, he said, I'm sure it'll be the same song, different verse, uh, meaning... Uh, you know, hopefully he'll land on his feet somewhere else. Now, I have not always agreed with Joe Haggerty. Uh, Actually, I wouldn't say rarely, but um, we've had some playful and not so nice uh, interactions on Twitter. Uh, We did follow each other for a time, um, and, uh, you know, I made a joke at his expense, and he unfollowed me, unfortunately, but... You know, I have referenced uh, him and his work on this podcast several times, and there's no doubt that he has been, you know, for better or worse, a very influential person on the uh, Bruins beat for quite some time now. You never want to see someone uh, lose their job, uh, you know, in this way, in terms of layoffs and things like that. So um, despite our differences in opinion and some playful banter on social media. I, I do wish him all the best. And, uh, you know, not a big fan of, of people piling on in, in this kind of situation. So yeah, all, all the best to Joe. I'm sure he doesn't listen, but, uh, you know, just thought I, I would throw that out there because, uh, a lot of Bruins fans were, were talking about it yesterday for sure. Uh, let's end with a little pop culture update. I, uh, Recently finished Last Chance U, the new season. If you listen to the episode last week with Kaylee, uh, we both talked about how much we love that show. I really enjoyed the season. I wish there was another one with Coach Beam, but you know the reality is college football probably won't be much of a thing this year, uh, and especially with uh, community college. I think they said at the end of the show that their season was going to maybe just begin in, uh, December or early 2021. So I can see why, uh, they're pivoting from that. Also, they had already said that they're going to turn to basketball for the next season, which, uh, I'm pretty excited about too. Although I, I do love football shows, but, uh, I am more of a basketball fan and, um, you know, the last dance obviously did really well and I'm excited to see what they do with basketball. I've now moved on to Umbrella Academy. I really loved the first season. I find it to be very entertaining and quirky, and the visuals are are pretty amazing um, and the second season so far uh, has been even better. there's some some time travel in there. Uh, the characters are already well established, so um I'm really excited to see how that plays out. It's a bit more difficult now with all this hockey on, but you know we do what we can. Also been starting a rewatch of How I Met Your Mother, which I still find pretty hilarious and entertaining. There are definitely some jokes that don't hold up. Uh, the slap bet episode, which is a classic in my opinion, there were a couple of very cringy jokes on there, but overall, um, still enjoying it and really do enjoy the cast that they put together. With Ted Mosby probably being my least favorite of the five. Um, so yeah. I don't know what else you guys are watching, but if you have any recommendations, hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Aust- Austin Bruins. No. At LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can find me at ENC McLaren as well. Thank you so much again for listening. Go Bruins today versus the lightning. Tell someone about the podcast if you can, so we can get, uh, yeah, get this community continuing to grow. We've seen a big bump in listenership over the last month, no doubt because of the return of hockey. And I really do appreciate that. Uh, Also check out the Locked On NHL podcast, which is always entertaining and informative as well. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap what we hope is a win against Lightning. And uh, yeah, I look forward to Sunday's game against the Capitals. Take care, friends. Happy Wednesday.